Now, more than ever, we need spaces for connection and hope. These weekly reflections by chaplains and Jesuits at the College of the Holy Cross aim to provide such a space as we explore God's presence in the world around us. Welcome to Closing the Distance. Hello from Holy Cross. I'm Mary Beth Kearns Barrett. My seeds arrived last week, just in the nick of time. Not because they absolutely need to be planted now, but because I was having a bad week and losing my sense of hope. As we crested the one-year anniversary of sending our students home in a pandemic and taking up ministry on Zoom, my creativity was starting to feel zapped. My Lenten focus on racism feels like I'm wading through waist-high mud. And this, combined with seeing several people whom I dearly love grieving, has left my heart very heavy. In this moment of diminishing hope, the brown envelope with way too many seeds from my small city garden was sitting on my kitchen table when I came downstairs at the end of my workday. The little packets, each with their pictures of mature plants, held so much promise on the 28-degree March afternoon. I could feel the promise of summer. I began to imagine the joy of stepping outside of my kitchen door and going down the deck steps to my little garden filled with King Tut purple peas, dazzling blue kale, and Berkeley tie-dye pink tomatoes. How could I not be excited about vegetables with names like this? Last spring, with pandemic fears of food shortages on my mind, for the first time, I grew a garden from seeds. I learned from the sight of the first green sprouts that popped out of the little green cups of dirt in early April, through the fat orange and red tomatoes of August, and the surprise pumpkin patch that I did not plant, but instead grew from my compost. Gardening is an act of hope, a wonderful antidote to uncertainty and despair. Seeds, the remnants of last year's long dead plants, hold within them so much potential. As I was reflecting on my ebbing sense of hope this year, I came across the blog of writer Maria Popova. She writes, Hope serves as a life-affirming antidote to the cowardice of cynicism. Hope's active and actionable nature differs from the laziness of passive optimism. Popova's point about hope being active and actionable reminds me of St. Ignatius of Loyola's insight related to the experience of desolation. Ignatius described the experience of desolation as feelings of heaviness, sadness, lacking in energy, and self-doubt. Desolation is a time when our sense of hope is obscured. When feeling this way, Ignatius suggests we pay attention to what is happening within us, lean in closer to God, and then take action to resist our downward spiral. So when I'm lacking in hope, 
I know I have to find a way to accept the invitation to resist. I find it helpful to take a step back and recall what I believe most about life, that despite evidence to the contrary sometimes, the the God of love is still actively at work creating and loving in me, in our community, and in our world. I know it's in these moments I need to look for signs of life defying the odds like the little seeds that with love and care will grow in my garden. I've come to believe that for Christians, hope is our vocation. To be a person of hope is to look squarely at what is, both what is evil as well as the impulses towards life that seem insignificant, and instead see promise. To be a person of hope is to lend our gifts and talents to move in the direction of that promise. On Sunday, we enter Holy Week. We will reenact the Last Supper and the Way of the Cross. While we do so, we experience both the past and the present meanings of these actions, all the while oriented towards the future. We celebrate the Eucharist and walk the Way of the Cross, transformed by the experience of resurrection. Hope, not despair, has the last word with us as Christians. Hope in the face of racism, hope in the face of pandemic, hope in the face of climate crisis. Hope not because God is going to rescue us, but because as we act in hope, God accompanies us. Thanks for listening to Closing the Distance, a ministry of the chaplain's office at the College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at hc underscore chaplains and send us a direct message if there's a topic you'd like to hear us reflect on in this podcast. We'd love to hear from you.